You're listening to the Southeast Asia Business Podcast with me, Dana Bluey. Oh yeah, flip it, flip the airplane mode. Uh, if you can't reach me, I apologize. I didn't ignore you, I was in disguise. In disguise, man, you know I got a big surprise. Ask me why, cause I'm What's going on, everyone? Dana Blue and Southeast Asia Business Podcast here at EFM, the one and only podcast network for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. With me in the studio today, we have Jonas De Los Reyes. He is the senior sales director of the Philippines for a company called Appier, but he has a long history in the startup scene, in the tech business, in Southeast Asia, not just in the Philippines. He's been to Singapore. He's done it all. He thought the food really sucked in Singapore, so he came back to the Philippines where he could get his hands on some pork. So, Jonas, thanks for coming, man. Likewise. <laughs> happy to be here. Now, I think right now you're working for Appier. You're, you're, you're doing their sales here in the right. Philippines. But you guys actually have a very unique model on sales and actually how the business works from your perspective. So fill me in on that before we get into anything else. Okay, uh, so I just joined uh, Appier. It's, a, it's an AI company, and it's it was founded like five or six years ago. Okay, and founded in the Philippines in or? Taiwan. So in it's Taiwan. a it's a, a Taiwan based company. All right, the founders are Taiwanese who used to be based in the U.S. Okay, uh, they're not. Well, they're 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 actually technologists. They've been in the they, they were part of the academe teaching AI. Okay, and and then had this. Uh, opportunity to actually start a company mm. and the vision of the founders uh, is actually how do you bring AI and and help solve business problems yeah and I guess the first opportunity that they they saw was was bringing it to digital marketing mm. and so the the founders started the company in Taiwan and and from Taiwan they they had a chance to branch out here into Asia so it's an Asia first uh, company it's it's a uh, it has offices uh, aside from Taiwan. It has offices in Japan, Korea, mm. Singapore, and uh, Indonesia, uh, Thailand, I think, and and then here in the Philippines, I've been here for two years. Nice. And so, two years. Tell me, tell me why their AI is is a little different. Like why it's working from a different perspective than traditionally, and why it attracted you. Well, uh, I I think. Because right now, if especially in the Philippines, there's so much buzz and hype about AI, and yeah. and, and and people are like, some companies would, would claim to have AI, but really not, not have the technology. The founders, uh, because of their background, they're they're really in. Uh, they came from from the academe. They were they were, they were actually part of the particularly the founder. His name's Chi Han Yu. He was part of the team that developed the the self-driving car uh, that won the DARPA project in Stanford. That's that, like 2006, six, somewhere yes. around there. Yeah. Yes, that Google acquired, and also was part of the team that came up with the paper that was the basis for 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 that robot dog. Uh, oh, the mule. The mule from um, Boston Dynamics. Yes, from Boston Dynamics. <laughs> you and, see the uh, new videos on that where it like opens the door. It can open the door now. That's uh, wow. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I know. I know. I see the things that they're doing with those robots when when our AI robot overlords take over. Yes. The Boston Dynamics engineers are the first to, to die. <laughs> it's <laughs> their fault. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen the the they're, way they train the yeah, robots, they're like, the ones getting. They're, they're the first ones going into the blender. <laughs> Well, the uh, well, the founders uh, decided to bring AI into digital marketing, yeah. and, and it makes sense because uh, with with what's happening right now, there's so much data out there. Mm. 
uh, if you are in, in, in digital marketing, you know that, that you have to deal with users mm -hmm. which would, ex uh, would have different kinds of behavior. They would exhibit different kinds of behavior. And a lot of this can be captured, but a lot of it is big data. And, and big data, unless you have a way to actually um, analyze the data in scale, doesn't really help you. Mm. And, and that's, I guess, the opportunity that they found because with AI, AI can actually... AI is, is ideal in, 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 in dealing with the, with the big data that you capture from, from, from digital marketing. For sure, because it can process so much of it so, so much, much quicker and it can see patterns that we would miss. Exactly, which is what uh, Appier is offering. The AI of Appier uh, solves uh, two main things, actually. The first dilemma or the first challenge it tries to solve is what we call the cross-screen behavior. Mm -hmm. People right now would be using at least two or three devices. Like you have a smartphone, you have a laptop, you have a tablet. Yeah. That is like three devices right away. If yeah. you have an office laptop and a personal laptop, that's two laptops yeah. and that's like four or five devices now. Yeah. So, so I've got like a smartphone, two laptops, a desktop, and a tablet. So like how that's like four... Yeah screens at least and my smartwatch if you count that four to five screens that you <laughs> sort of interact with and as a marketer you want to be able to reach the person on the right screen yeah and and not treat the screen as an individual user mm -hmm. which is what's happening right now well uh, like so I'm, I'm a mac guy right and but i use chrome for all my browsing so i'm signed into the same instance of chrome right. across everything so i close like and I'm, I'm horrible. I'm probably the worst person for you guys because I actually have like 80 tabs open right now. <laughs> and like, I, I if, you look at, if you look at this, like, look at this is one oh, window. <laughs> I, I've got four windows open of all these tabs, all different wow. tabs. But the, the nice thing is, if I open something on my phone, it pops up over here because it's the same instance right. of Chrome. And so I can see it from, I can open it from my phone on here, then I have yes. another tab, and then I can open stuff from here on my phone. That's actually, that's, uh, there, there are two ways to solve cross-screen, which is, when I say cross-screen, it's not multi-screen. Yeah. Multi-screen is you have different devices, and you treat each device as a, as a separate person yeah. or user. Cross-screen is being able to identify the common user yeah. or common owner. First way of doing that is, is what you just described, which is deterministic matching yeah. and it's usually based on either Google yeah. or signing across Chrome or even Facebook. Yeah. But the other method of doing it which is it's just where the AI comes in is probabilistic matching. Okay. And what it does is it looks at all of the data touch points that we give out. Mm -hmm. Like from our device alone that's like 16 data touch points you give out your device ID, mm. your Wi-Fi ID, LTE ID, your browsing uh, behavior, your, mm. your, 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 the apps that you use, location, mm. OS, all of that, the AI, of course, looks at it anonymously and sort of tries to deduce that this device and this device and this device is owned by this one person. Tries to extract all that kind of, yes. those little bits. Yes. Yeah. And, and with that, be able to track your, your cross-screen journey. Like, what kind of person are you? Are you the type who will be on your phone first thing in the morning? You will be on your office laptop in the, uh, around 10 a.m. lunchtime. You're back yeah. on your smartphone, and and sort of look at that behavior and be able to 
to serve you the right ad with the right message at the right time. Yeah, it's funny. Like I'm sure you've seen like uh, some of the funny memes on online about when ads are, are messed oh, yeah. up. <laughs> yes, my, my one of my favorites is uh, Netflix. Okay, and it, it, it someone had posted this and it said because you watched uh, two cartoons, A Bug's Life and Ants. Right, which are two kids' cartoons. You may also like Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <Okay. laughs> I saw that. I was laughing, but you know, I use Lazada a lot because I'm based in Thailand, and sometimes Lazada really messes it up it's... with their Facebook ads. Like, I've been scrolling through before on Facebook on my mobile, and I'll get an ad where it's like sex toys from Lazada. <laughs> but the problem is that they're not trying to show me sex toys. Because a lot of the sellers don't speak English, the metadata put into the product is wrong. Right, right. And so, like, you'll get like, you know, camera lens, SD card, dildo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting way of processing the data. But but I think that's where AI can really help. Yeah. Because if it looks like, at that's your that's a dildo. <laughs> It will. It sort of looks if it can look at your behavior and 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 patterns across the screen, then it can actually serve you like an ad. Like if you're, for example, you're trying to to you you you're you're trying to search for for uh, for example a particular place like yeah. places to eat in 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 Vietnam, mm. uh, places to go. Then it you're sending signals that you're most likely planning a trip to Vietnam. Yeah. So that means. It's a good opportunity to serve you an ad which is relevant to you, which can be an airline ad, yeah, hotel or hotel transport, transport like or, or or other things that will be relevant to you if if you're um, planning for a trip to Thailand. So, it, uh, sorry, Vietnam. So, in a way, it's sort of like predictive, yeah, based on signals that you send. Mm. But like like uh, I remember this article, um, and although this is not yet AI based, but um, this is the scary, awesome part of 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 being able to look at data. Uh, there's this example that happened in the US where it's, it's, it happened in Walmart where Walmart has this, uh, I'm sure you know this, like yeah. they have this really, uh, really uh, sophisticated CRM yeah. where they, they look at buying behavior and based on that would, would actually send uh, materials, coupons, uh, coupons to, to families. And there was this family that received uh, uh, materials and coupons for, for a for somebody pregnant. Oh no, that was a uh, Target. It was Target. Oh, sorry, it's Target. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. No, yes. I remember this. It was the sixteen-year-old <laughs> girl, right? Right. Yeah. And, the, and and Target knew beforehand that before the parents knew that the, the daughter was was actually yeah. pregnant. Based on uh, it was like vitamin purchases and food, based on right? Her yeah, her purchases. Uh, I think also like some stretchy pants or something is what they they broke it down as like right. stretchy pants, vitamins, stuff like that. Which is a well, that's an interesting example. Uh, but in a way, if you look at it, if if so it that wasn't be AI based though, that was just that, that was, was just correlative just, uh, database. Yeah. Yes, because wow. that happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, was, well, I think it was before I even came to Thailand. So it must have been more than six or seven years ago. So imagine if 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 that's being done in scale mm. and 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 done uh, right now the the. Accuracy of 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 Appier's AI is around, I think, eighty percent. Mm. Be able to identify the person. So yeah. so eighty percent accuracy is is actually good. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Well, uh, I just thought of the other one that I, I had uh, that came up with the this was specific to Lazada and Facebook. Okay. So like, I, you obviously get pixeled by Lazada yes. when you go to Facebook. Yes. They, they show you relevant ads to what you search. I was looking right. for LED lights. Okay. 
I was looking for uh, LED lights for uh, filming, like video LEDs, continuous lighting. So I was searching on Lazada, just trying to find a good deal, scrolling through, and uh, you know, looking at you know, flashlights and stuff like that come up. And so I, I didn't find anything. I went back to Facebook. I was scrolling through, and I get one of these pop-up ads on Facebook for Lazada, and it shows you like uh, LED lighting, and you scroll through okay. left to right on it, and it was like then it was like LED flashlight, and then it's a sex toy called the Fleshlight. <laughs> Which is like a, a men, that, it's like a men's <laughs> sex toy, right? So it's it's called the flashlight, and I whoever entered the data, and I, I went and looked at the product. It actually ships from China, so they probably just entered a bunch of stuff, and based on flashlight, flashlight, they probably misentered it in the metadata somewhere. Some of these. Uh, Performance marketing strategy is kind of off there. <laughs> so I, I actually I screen captured it and I posted it in a uh, in a group on Reddit, and uh, everyone thought a lot of people thought it was funny. But what everyone kept saying was like, "What what are you what are you looking at, bro? You need to start using incognito mode when you're searching the web. You're gonna keep getting these types of ads." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, I was just looking for continuous lighting." Like, "Yeah, sure you were, sure you were." But speaking of like Facebook has has a very like. Um, Kind of scary, also the way they sort of look at your your data and behavior. Can like, be, uh, I but think, we're giving it to them. So yeah, image recognition. Like I remember, I I'm if you can see, I I, I don't have hair. I'm yeah. bald, and I Me don't too. I don't <laughs> I don't click on like hair grower and stuff because yeah. I for me I'm okay. I'm good with this. Yeah. But then I get targeted with with uh, with. Uh, with like hair, hair, hair grower, yeah. it's it's medicine or natural stuff and stuff. Because it identifies you as being. Bald. I'm guessing it's that, like uh, it's the image recognition. Yeah, I'd much rather they, uh, they they show me ads for like really nice hats that work well in these uh, tropical climates. <laughs> okay. Because that's my biggest concern with because I'm going bald as well is I want to avoid sunburn on my right, head. Right. So I, I wear a hat a lot when I go out in the uh, in the sun. Yeah, uh, but I would never like try to like get hair plugs or like yes. uh, drug like that's that that's kind of silly to me. But the whole idea of like a hat, like if you start Facebook, if you're listening and I, and I know you are listening, <laughs> Facebook start to show me ads for hats. You get targeted. But somebody said that that it, that it it's not it it appears as if they're listening, but it, because I think it's because of the data, not just from us, but even from people around us, mm. that they can be so accurate in targeting. Well, they also think of how much time the average person spends on Facebook. I, I was reading recently that some people spend as much as 50% of their online time on yeah. Facebook. Say, so I spend like 50% of my online time on YouTube, so I'm a little different. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here, though, is people spend so much time, and so they're tracking all those clicks, right. all those scrolls, right. where you're heat mapping your mouse. They have a ton of data on you, yes. behavioral, yes. not True. just the information True. you're giving them. True. But I remember with the image recognition a few years ago when it first launched. And then one day I signed into Facebook and was like, hey, confirm that you're in all these photos. Ah. I was like, damn. And so I went through them like, yep, yep. It was super accurate. Like maybe three were wrong out of like 400. Wow. And I was like, is this you? Is this you? Is this you? And then like as you would click and it would say, okay, then all these are also you. And it was learning like on the fly. <laughs> Well, uh, I think, and, and they do a lot of uh, bucket testing. Mm. So there was like, like a couple, there was a time when I was looking at uh, my version of Facebook on my app mm. and, and a friend of mine, and it's different. 
And I was kind of surprised. And apparently, they would actually serve different versions of the of the app to different people, yeah, to different and people. sort of learn from that. Like you mentioned, the heat map. So, mm. so maybe test out, and and that maybe that's why it's so addictive, addicting to all of us because mm. it has learned so much from us, mm. and sort of uh, it. We're sort of in this environment that's so perfectly suited on. And, and serves what we want, yeah. And and what we want and what we want, just and the scrolling and the yeah. and the the the, the 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 clicking on the the whatever content you find there, it just keeps you there. For sure. I mean, it it, it really is. It, to me, it, it's super interesting as far as <laughs> the way that it, it kind of sucks you in. It's like the heroin of the social media yes, world, right? You yes. get a little taste, and you, you have to keep going back true, for more. True. You know, and I think about it a lot. It's not incredibly pleasing, like on on the surface to me, but it must be, you know, rewarding in some way deep down that when you scroll through, and you see new stuff. Right. And I get because I read a lot of news, especially from Facebook. I get a lot of the the pages that I say I want to see first. So right. a lot of tech news, venture right. beat, popular science, right. Wired, um, Science Today, all that pops up top for me. And but it's funny because every now and then they'll inject something, small something okay. different, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's well, irrelevant. You know what I did? Uh, like I think two years ago, if, uh, I sort of unfollowed all of the local news mm-hmm. here uh, on Facebook. So I I made a decision sort of not to get my news on Facebook. Okay. Not directly, at least. Like, yeah. Uh, because we, and I'm sure uh, you, you've you've encountered the the filter bubble, right? Yeah. The the where if you only get your news on Facebook, and Facebook serves you content that you only like, then mm. you end up sort of having this sort uh, of limited yeah, yeah uh, view of perspective of things, and 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 we sort of seen that with uh, with how I mean the recent elections uh, mm. in the U.S. and even here in the Philippines, like uh, that's how people sort of. We've never been so polarized, yeah. Uh, and 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 everyone sort of uh, is just uh, posting content from the candidate that they want. So mm-hmm. so what I did was sort of I unfollowed all of the news sites on on Facebook. I get the news from friends, but what I sort of try to do now is is actually try to sort of be more be proactive in looking at news. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I, I try to use uh, uh, aggregators like Nuzzle. Sort of look at the yeah. a filtered version, but coming from 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 I guess uh, credible news, uh, news three sixty also. Yeah, uh, I'm working with a couple of friends now on on a platform. Uh, we call it now So Then. Okay. Uh, we sort of uh, and it's it's right now for the Philippines, but we sort of want to 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 help solve that issue. We we feel that people should not be getting their news only from Facebook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and I, when I say news, I'm talking about like articles from like Wired or right. PopSci. Like, it, it's very rare that I actually read like current events or, okay. or local news because okay. it, it's not super interesting to me. And, <laughs> you know, outside of like the business world or tech world, right. like I, I, I try to stay out of, especially American politics. I live overseas, and like I need to know like on the very basis, like yeah, my president. What's happening fucked, there? Yeah, he fucked a porn star, or um, <laughs> you know. Like his his lawyer paid that porn star, you know, just for no reason. You know, it's like those are the things. Keep like, quiet. Like you at least, yeah, you at least know about some of the things going right. on. But for the most part, I'm mo- because I'm mostly interested in business right. and tech, especially. 
I try to keep an eye on those things from sources that I trust is like validated. So venture beat true for uh, Forbes pop Sci, wired, right. Uh, who I trust. And then I try to get additional, I have blogs and things I follow. Right. I get, I still, I'm probably one of the few guys left who's using an RSS feed to aggregate <laughs> news into a reader. Well, I mean, that could be actually, uh, somebody once, I remember reading recently, like somebody suggested that we should like go back to RSS feeds where mm. we, everything's, we subscribe to what we want. It's yeah. based on, on it's a, it's a decision that we make and, and it's not just, an algorithm that sort of feeds us based on what we want. It's tough on Facebook too because you turn into like a an echo chamber a lot yes. of times. You, like I'm very left leaning. I'm I'm very uh, very liberal and progressive in, in a lot of my political views, and so by default, a lot of my close personal friends are also very left leaning and right. progressive. Uh, because those are the people I tend to to be around, and then also I find that expats. The majority of them tend to be progressive and right. left-leaning, American expats anyway. So I'm, I have most of those people in my circle. And so I hear back a lot of the same things right. that I, I, I would normally. And I, I am cognizant of that and I try to, to balance out my views, and which is the same reason, again, I stay away from political stuff on Facebook for yes. that very reason. Yes, likewise. I mean, unless it's memes. I love political <laughs> memes. And, and my president... Leaves no shortage of well, opportunity for making memes. Yeah, he has this unique ability to. Yeah. And so, so Emily, my producer, is Canadian, right? She must have a horrible political life because they have a great prime minister. There's hardly any memes about him. You yeah, guys, you guys yeah. must have. Well, you must be waist deep in memes here. In both sides, yeah, actually. both sides. <laughs> so, and here in the Philippines, regardless of how serious the issue is, there will yeah. always be like a, a funny meme. Oh yeah, same in America. Yeah. <laughs> I love that after the whole Kanye West thing came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I recently read that. Yeah. Like, one interesting. Of my, one of my friends had a great meme of like a topless Donald Trump in like a big fat body with like a nestling uh, Kanye <laughs> on his uh, on his chest. And it was like, uh, let me find it. Uh, I, I actually, I shared it because it was so perfect. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, for me, I, I don't want to say like my news is uh, who's... Um, is from memes, but I mean, it's kind of like the best place to get news. <laughs> I mean, it's part. It's part of of. of it's part of the the lexicon yeah, almost the meme exactly, language. Yes, One yes. of my friends in uh, she's based in Singapore, and uh, she actually does meme and GIF marketing. Her whole business oh, wow. is based around creating unique GIFs and memes. She does it for brands or for... Yeah, she does it for brands and for big companies and for individual people and their brands. And so she, she's really grown a successful business out of that. And I think that that's because... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, the, the reason he's laughing is uh, <laughs> I've actually just opened up the, the meme of, of Kanye and uh, Donald. <laughs> so I read that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon energy. <laughs> that's a great meme though, right? But you know, I think that memes and, and gifs have become a big part of the lexicon yeah, of communicating, of communicating actual, you know, information in a fun way. Right. And I think that's become a big part of how we engage with brands. And so she built a whole business. She saw this, and she's been kind of ahead of the curve. She saw this over a year ago, and was trying to nice. figure out a business model nice. for it. Yes. And she, she made it happen. So big shout out to Casey for that. But 
you know, being ahead of the curve there is, is really great. Uh, I think also, though, AI, to, to yes. bring it back to what you guys are doing at Appier, AI with image recognition and then being able to extract knowledge from text right. on, on images now and extract information, I think that's going to really lead the way into maybe like AI-created memes or, or maybe oh. parsing better understanding from, from the memes that are out there. Context has always been an issue with AI. Right. I don't think right. we're there yet, but right. memes are a great way for them to learn. Well, interesting. They, uh, Appier just released a paper. Uh, it came from, from, from their team of data scientists. Yeah. And they're, they're working on AI and creatives. Like, how can AI help in creatives? Okay. And, and the paper uh, sort of outlined how AI, because of image recognition, mm. um, it can actually, if you look, it can actually help look at patterns and determine, for example, a person's style, like your preference. Like mm -hmm. if you are, if if you are browsing your online window shopping, it can sort of identify what kind of style that you like, mm -hmm. that you prefer, and and sort of serve you a very relevant ad based on that. Nice. Based on what you're looking at, so so it's getting there. So yeah, a little more, and AI can be can be witty enough to to come up with a with a with a appropriate meme at the right yeah. the right time. Right time. Yeah. Scary but fun. Yes, I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, Jonas, man, I want to thank you for uh, coming in. Unfortunately, I, and we are wrapping up. It's our last day in the Philippines, so we got to get going. Um, thank you for coming on. Tell me a little bit about, before we go, tell me where we can find out more about Appier and also where we can find out more about your news aggregation platform. Right. So uh, you can check out uh, the website of Appier, appier.com. Okay. And um, right now we are at beta mode, but you can check out sothen.net. Sothen.net. And you'll find their uh, content news about the Philippines, from the Philippines, but it's uh, something that we hope to sort of scale up eventually. In English or Filipino? In It's in mix, so in it depends mix, okay. on the news. So it sort of aggregates news, but there's a layer of human editors that sort of chooses the news as oh, well. So it's curated as yes. well as aggregated. Yes. Very cool. All right, Jonas, thank you again so much, guys. Those links will be down in the show notes. Be sure to check that out, especially the news aggregator. I think one of the things that we touched on was like getting out of that echo chamber and finding aggregated and also some curated news. So definitely, even if you're not in the Philippines, check it out just for the model of it. Until next time, stay on that grind. This is the Southeast Asia Business Podcast with me, Dana Bloom. Oh, yeah. You can't reach me, I apologize. I didn't ignore you, I was in disguise. In disguise, man, you know I got a big surprise. Ask me why, cause I'm trying to build an enterprise. Airplane mode.